0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Football Footballaholics podcast. My name is Riceland, alongside with me is James. James, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to go ahead and start off with the college bowl games that happened yesterday and over the weekend,
1: actually, because one happened, what, Friday? Friday night. Two happened Friday night.
0: Fr- two not happened Friday night. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and um, give an update on our records right now. Um, Do we have to? <laughs> yes, we have to, even, uh... <laughs> though, even though we went over it beforehand, you're... You're not doing very well. No, compared I am to definitely me.
1: um definitely what they call not sitting pretty at the moment. I'm yeah, definitely
0: not. Um so we'll just go ahead and start off. First day, uh, first game, we've got Buffalo Charlotte. Buffalo one. I think we both had Buffalo in that yeah, one. Yeah, we
1: both had Buffalo and I mean I'm kinda I mean, I, did, I watched a little bit of the game. The game started at two thirty, so I wasn't off work. I didn't. Yet. I didn't yeah, watch it- any of it. Definitely not the outcome I was I mean, I thought Buffalo was gonna win, but I didn't think they were gonna blow him out the way they did.
0: No, I looked on ESPN after a while. I didn't completely forgot they would started that early and I noticed that Buffalo was up like twenty four to nothing and I'm like, yeah. there's no point in even watching this game. So I didn't. um next day, or I'm sorry, next game of the day was uh, Utah State, Kent State. This one was a bit surprising. Definitely did not see Kent State putting up 51 on Utah State.
1: Yeah, and I actually didn't expect Utah State to put up 41 against Kent State. I mean, I thought no, it was well, be— No, I did, but I, I
0: didn't I, expect them to lose with 41 points. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was definitely not the outcome I was expecting. I mean, good for Kent State, though. I good for Kent their,
0: State. That's their first bowl win yeah,
1: they're, they're ever. Only, yeah, so now that was their fourth appearance in a game in their whole program, program history. Now they won their first one, so and congratulations. They <laughs>
0: one. Yes, congratulations. All right, next day, uh, the Celebration Bowl— Alcorn State versus North Carolina A&T. This game I did not give two cares for. And uh, North Carolina's A&T beat Alcorn State.
1: Yeah, remember Pretty that. handily.
0: 64-44. to 44. Who wants to see that?
1: <laughs> uh, I definitely didn't want to see it. But also, I think if you lo- listen to the last episode when we did the bowl predictions, I said I was going to pick Alcorn State, but I knew I was going to get it wrong.
0: I didn't. I just didn't care. Like I said, I didn't care enough. It's an ad, they're two FCS schools. So yeah. I don't I don't pay attention to FCS, uh, at all.
1: Yeah, really. So, tough break for uh, Jim McElwain though in Central Michigan. Man, yeah, they, they got blown yeah, up pretty they, heavily under too. Under the
0: New Mexico Bowl, the Central Michigan, San Diego State. James had Central Michigan. I had San Diego State,
1: and San Diego State put a whopping on Central Michigan. Yeah, they did, as and I figured they would. I did watch that game. I didn't watch any of it. So, for me, the thing that stood out to me was. I think Jim McIlwain's doing a great job of building the Central Michigan program up. Yeah. But, man, there's definitely a talent gap there. There really is. Um, I, I think during the broadcast they said the quarterback that played that game was actually starting his first ever game. And he had like three interceptions in the first half. Um, and you can definitely tell his, the nerves was getting to the, the quarterback. Yeah. Um, but, man, the, the the talent gap on the defense. like So, San Diego State's defense, man, they made Central Michigan look bad. I mean, especially up front. I mean, there was just a ton of pressure on the— on both sides, uh, aspects of the running defense and the passing defense, man, it was just definitely a telling gap.
0: It, there really was. Um, going on to the next game, the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl, Liberty, uh, Georgia Southern. We both picked Liberty. Liberty won that game, Yeah, which, I mean, I was pretty excited for.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for Liberty. I mean, like you and I were talking off the air last week, and we even talked about on the air, just seeing how Liberty has kind of turned it into this decent program in the FBS level. It's really exciting to see. It
0: it is it is. Um, again, I didn't watch. I didn't watch much of that game. I watched a little bit, but Liberty looked like they were really firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Um. So that uh, once I saw that they were doing that, that there was really no question that that they would beat Georgia Southern.
1: Yeah, and that I mean that looked like to be the best game of that the night too. I mean, it very one, well could have been one it possession well game. I mean,
0: um, next we got the uh, Boca Raton Bowl: SMU versus FAU. Um. This I really didn't like because if you listen to last week's episode, I originally picked FAU, and James talked me out of it. Well, and And so we both had SMU, and both lost.
1: Yeah, pretty bad too. I did (laughs) convince you out of it. I mean, but who, with Lane Kiffin being out, who would have saw fifty two points being put on the board by Florida Atlantic? Not me. I mean, that's they were clicking. Yeah, without Lane
0: Kiffin, I I I couldn't have seen it. That's why I changed because Lane Kiffin wasn't coaching, but. They ended up putting <laughs> a bunch of points on the board, and now I don't, I don't trust James anymore.
1: Well, I mean, you shouldn't have at trusted me in the first for, place. At least for now, anyway. Well, and, and that's the thing. I think props to the interim head coach. Um, I mean, that, that's a great job getting your team ready to play. Yes. Losing their head coach to another program, the coach deciding not to coach the ball game, like that's a blow. I mean, it really you, is. You, you you take this journey with the guy that you go play for, and all of a sudden he has a new job, and he's not going to even coached the last game of the year, which I'm not criticizing his decision. That's his no, business that, decision. Yeah, that, he wants that's to get all on him. Jumps out on the recruiting. You know, the signing day was just uh, this past week. But man, that is a blow in the locker room. The, the, so for him to come into that position and get his team ready to play and win in dominant fashion, I mean give props to Florida Atlantic where it's due. Oh yeah. And I I think the tight end played yesterday. I believe so.
0: The the um again like we talked about last week, the best tight end in the nation.
1: Right. Um, There's, there were so many bowl games yesterday. I was trying yeah, to go just, back and forth. And then you had NFL games on top of that. It right. Was it was just kind of
0: difficult to, to really pay attention to everything yesterday. Right,
1: And then um, the next game, Raceland, uh, man, I, this makes me sad. I'm sorry. I know it does for you, but I, mean, I picked
0: Arkansas State and you had Florida well, International. It's not even makes me sad on
1: that level. Just being a Miami fan and seeing Florida International, who beat us, lose to Arkansas State by two possessions yikes yeah
0: yikes definitely <laughs> yikes um this game I didn't watch any of um so I didn't I mean I was just going out like, and I said this last week I didn't really care too much for this bowl game either because I don't know much about either team but I just went Arkansas State based on record and it worked out big for me so I,
1: it's that's all I really care about <laughs> and then the next game you had Washington taking on a number 19 Boise State and man Washington with the surprise beating of Boise State.
0: Yeah, I definitely did not see this one happening um, because I've watched a couple Pac-12 games this year and I follow along with it every so often. Um, And Washington just didn't look good at all this year, especially without Jake Browning at the helm. Uh, And and Boise State looked like they had been really good, but it's just that that conference uh, difference between the two with Boise State being in the the Mountain West and Washington being in the Pac-12. Pac-12, I'm not going to say they were tough this year, but there were so many teams that were up and down that you couldn't really judge it, and that's why I went with Boise State because Washington, in the Pac-12, up and down all season.
1: Yeah, and they were very up and down, and some people even argued that they were one of the worst conferences in the, out of the Power Five. And for them to have you know a, a team in Washington that had a very subpar year this year, um, and I believe they were either middle of the pack or even towards the bottom of the barrel there, and the Pac-12. To come nah, out, I think they're about middle, middle yeah. pack. And But even for that, just to go out there and dominate a ranked opponent in Boise State, who is there, f- even to the last, uh, last college football playoff rankings, and trying to get the the highest ranked uh, non Power Five, a group of five, and they just dominated them. And that's just that's that's a good thing for the Pac twelve to kind of make a it statement is. like it, we're it really not as is. bad as people think. We're just really competitive. But it's also not a great thing for
0: Boise State. Oh,
1: it's definitely not a great thing for Boise State. I mean, but also I think people, I think us as fans we've kind of put this thing on Boise State like they're going to be a and they do I mean this don't take for granted they do compete with the top level competition every single year and they're always in the rankings they are always a team to reckon with but I think for a lot of fans they kind of look at them as a power five school because of their success in a lot of years last decade right and for them to get to pretty much get manhandled in this capacity I think it just opens a lot of people's eyes
0: yeah so uh, moving on to the next game the last game of the evening uh, number twenty ranked Appalachian State, UAB. We both had Appalachian State and Appalachian State won. Um, I think again that game was on and I didn't watch it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Another uh lopsided game. I mean, two possessions, thirty one seventeen, Appalachian State, uh, like you said, Raceland beating UAB. Um yeah, I mean one thing I'm noticing about the I mean the the bowl game so far and I, is a lot of blowouts. I think there was only one game decided by one possession, and that was the Liberty Georgia Southern game. Everything else was kind of Lopsided in some capacity. So going forward, I mean, I just hope that we get more competitive games. Remember a couple of years ago where there was a lot of blowouts and it kind of ruined the bowl season for a lot of fans? Yeah. So far, there hasn't been a lot of drama. And that's what bowl season is supposed to be is bowl mania, as ESPN calls it. And right now, there's no mania. It's just, uh, okay, the game's over by halftime.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So hopefully we get more competitive games. And looking at the schedule going forward, we should. Um, get a lot more competitive games. But, yeah, as we, the bowl season, I just hope it gets a little better, what it has been. Do you want to go through the games this week and um, and kind of We go, can run through them a little bit. I mean, just to give a heads up, like Monday, UCF. Right, and,
0: and give who we think is going to win.
1: Well, we already gave who wins. If they, if they want to see who, who we think we're going to win, they can go back to the last episode. Well, because I
0: don't remember. I'm going back through the, the shared Google Doc and rewriting all of mine because I don't really remember who I put.
1: Yeah, so you have UCF taking on Marshall. I had Marshall winning that game.
0: Yeah, I've got yeah UCF in that
1: um, one. Hawaii in the home field advantage bowl. I mean, whatever bowl game that is, I'm calling the home field advantage bowl because... The home field
0: advantage bowl. <laughs> well, it's, 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 not wrong. it's the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. Yeah,
1: well, okay, so it might as well be the advantage bowl. Um, Hawaii taking on BYU. I had Hawaii because they're playing a home game. They might as well have senior night in that game. They might as well, yeah. Um, Louisiana Tech taking on Miami. Obviously, I had Miami. Um, not because of biasness, but more so along the lines of I need hope. Um, uh,
0: I went Miami because I don't think Louisiana Tech is very good. Uh they're good. Well, they're nine and three, but they don't play in a great. Either. They don't. They don't play in a great conference. So well, I think it's going to end up like a uh, a Boise State Washington game, or Miami uh, plays in the better conference to wear
1: against. So Louisiana Tech. Since we recorded our last episode, um, news came out that Michael Pickney. One of our um, star linebackers who started as a freshman is not playing in this bowl game. So I'm interested to see how that's going to impact the, the outcome of this game because he is a pretty good linebacker. He's going pro. He he will be drafted uh, somewhere. Um, so I'm just curious to see you know who steps up and fills that gap because that's a big shoe to fill. It really is. Uh, then you have Thursday night, uh, prime time. You have Pittsburgh taking on Eastern Michigan. I believe I had Pittsburgh. Yeah, we both do. And then... Friday Friday night's games uh, include North Carolina and Temple. I believe I had Temple. Um, I th- um, I've got North Carolina. And then you have Michigan State taking on Wake. I had Wake. I believe we both you had do Wake. have Wake Forest. And then Oklahoma State and Texas A and M. Both got um, uh, Oklahoma State. And then USC taking on Iowa. And that's going to be the. I think that's going to be the game of the night. And I'm not just saying that because the producer's in the room, who's a USC fan. I think that is going to be the game of the night because I think that's two teams that I have. Balance in the offense, um, and really, it's, it's well, Iowa's
0: got great defense. So I, I don't know if it's going well, to be game of the they night. They do have great game defense. of the night for me. Will probably end up being Oklahoma State, Texas A&M,
1: and that could be. I mean, Texas A&M. A lot of people get, look down on Texas A&M, but they're a I good think gonna be.
0: I, I think that could be game of the.
1: It could game and, of the day. And the thing with that is, can Jimbo Fisher win? I mean, he, and the, a lot he of, needs to because I mean they hired him and he, they thought they were going to win na- multiple national championships, and now they're just average I mean middle of the pack SEC um but yeah that USC Iowa game I'm interested to see how Slavis does in the uh in the pressure you know he's playing a very good defense like you said racing that Iowa has um top 25 matchup in his first ever Bowl game can he handle the pressure and have a breakout performance because that's kind of how we uh discovered how good Sam darnold was remember he had that shootout performance with Penn State yeah and everyone thought Penn State had a really good defense yeah um so can this be his coming out party kind of like what Sam Darnold did.
0: Right. You now, we'll we'll definitely have to wait and see. Um moving on, we have uh let's see. Okay, Air Force versus Washington State. Uh you have Washington State and I have Air Force.
1: Yeah, that that's going to be a good game as well. Um Air Force trying to get a 10 win season. So well, they are 10-1, and they're 10-2. They're trying to go 11 wins then. Okay, yeah,
0: um, they're they're 10-2 they're there, James. If, you, if you're looking at the Google Docs. I'm not looking at Google Docs. Okay. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm actually having the page that we're talking about our next topic on. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a good game. I think Washington State, like, like I said in the last show, they have the, the number one passing quarterback in the nation when it comes to yardage. He has over 5,000 yards passing. So I do feel like I still believe now what I did last week was if Washington State can get up early, I think Air Force is going to have a hard time.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree with you, but uh, I just again Washington State in that same Pac-12 division that we talked about earlier up and down. So I'm not entirely sure um, Air Force could just end up being overrated, right? Because they don't play in a conference. So uh, th- this game was I'm not gonna say it's 50-50, but I, I've still I've, I just picked Air Force because right. I think they're gonna be good enough to beat Washington State.
1: And yeah, that's the bowl games coming up. And
0: right well, just, we I mean, got, people-
1: okay, we've got one
0: more day to talk about.
1: Well, no, we're not going to go through the whole week. I mean, that's... No, no, no.
0: Well, we got Saturday next Saturday.
1: Well, there's a lot of games next Saturday. There's four. Okay, the let's talk about the playoff games if we want to. I'm not going to.
0: So, okay, like no, we're we're just going to go through the four what? real quick, real quick. We don't have to talk about them. Uh, in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, Memphis takes on Penn State. We both have Penn State. Yeah. Uh, in the Camping World Bowl, Notre Dame takes on Iowa State. James has Notre Dame. I have Iowa State. Yeah. In um, the Peach Bowl, the first game of the college football playoff, Oklahoma takes on LSU. We both have LSU. Right. And in the Fiesta Bowl, the second game for the college football playoff, Ohio State takes on Clemson. You have Clemson, I have Ohio State.
1: Yeah, I have Clemson. I mean, I, the pass does not look good for Ohio State when it comes to that team. They and, are 0-2
0: against Clemson all-time.
1: Yeah, and the last game was 31 nothing.
0: Well, you know what they not say, a, third time's a charm.
1: Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe, I,
0: they might be 0-3.
1: I can't. Remember. I, I, saw, know, I saw a stat
0: here, the other day. I can't remember what
1: it was. I'm going to tell you something. I think, oh, I think here's going to be the key thing in this game, and real quick and then we'll move on, is both teams have not played from behind a lot this year. No. What's going to happen in the biggest stage that they play this season, what's going to happen when they get down? That's going to be the, the testament of this game.
0: Uh, I think the testament of this game would more likely be defense and who makes the mistake first.
1: Yeah, and that's what who, we talked who, about who, last week. Who makes the
0: big mistake first?
1: Yeah. So it was interesting to see.
0: Yeah, so again, if you want to hear all of our picks, you can listen to last week's episode. Um, again, I have to re-put all of my picks in. I've got half of them done, most of them done, actually. Uh, and I'll finish them up later. But uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to talk about the Pro Bowl rosters. They were announced this
1: week. Um, do you like the rosters, James? Um, for the most part, I I mean, the— so. The things that stood out was the Ravens have a plethora of people going. Twelve players. Which, the most in the league, which I understand. Um, they yep. are the best team in the league right now. And I think, I mean, you look at the roster there, you can't really look at anybody that can leave out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think they got it right for the most part. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he deserves a go. Kean Allen, Jarvis Landry, Tyreek Hill, um, Lamar Jackson, you can't leave him out Patrick Mahomes have him. he's going to be in there Nick
0: Chubb definitely deserves to be there yeah best running back in the league right now uh, yards wise
1: right um i mean you look at the running backs for the NFC i mean they all need to be there Dalvin Cook Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott um yeah i mean i like the i like the rosters this year i think they got it spot on um it was a really you you, you can make an argument for any of these guys to be where they are in this roster um, uh, I agree. Yeah, I think only two teams are left out, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Uh, one team, Miami Dolphins. Nope, two. The Giants. You're looking at last years again. No, I'm looking at this year's. I I had it somewhat in my mind that it was okay. Yeah, but, two two teams this year aren't represented in the Pro Bowl, and that's the Dolphins
0: and the Giants. That's because both teams aren't that good.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> as, you know, as we've seen, they are bad. But you know,
0: I, although the, the other bad teams like Cincinnati, they've got Geno Atkins. He needs to be there. Uh, Washington. Who do they have?
1: Uh, they see. have the guard Brandon Scherf and, and their tresway the Prunter, yeah but um that, I mean those are good selections I mean they the, are Brandon a pretty good guard um the Jets have Jamal Adams who deserves to be there he deserves to be there I mean I would agree and he I mean who knows I mean he, if he if the rumors are true that they're looking to trade him out that, I mean that's a guy that's gonna get a lot of looks from a lot of different franchises and he will
0: he will um, he's gonna definitely be a hot commodity though they're going to want a lot for him. Just like the uh, uh, Jaguars wanted for Jalen Ramsey,
1: I will say this though, and I'm, I'm gonna—you brought up the Jaguars, and they have Clayus Campbell. I, th- I think, Unique and should have got in, or Josh Allen. Um, the reason being is because I mean, you look at the NFC side, the Forty ers got Nick Bosa in. Statistically, jo- uh, Josh Allen's right there with Nick Bosa. I think Josh Allen gets overlooked. Um, I'm well, not yeah, saying he Nick plays Bosa for a bad team, but well, and. Rightfully so, but also, I mean, you gotta look at numbers. If you're, that's one thing. The Pro Bowl has an issue at is they look at bad teams and like no one should be able to go there. I mean, well.
0: Well, can you make an argument for really anybody on the Giants or the Dolphins?
1: No, and I'm not saying I could,
0: but I can make an argument for Josh Allen and the Jags. I mean, well, and and I see your point there, but if you really wanted to try and make an argument for like Saquon Barkley. I would argue that, that he shouldn't because he's been hurt for too many games this season. Him. He's been so, hurt a lot. And I'm sure there are people that would want to argue that he he would, but um, well, they, those are just Giants fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there would be a lot more outside of the Giant fan base that could argue him to be in there. But, man, it's just, I mean, when you're hurt, and really when he's been on the field, he's been okay. I don't think he's been spectacular like, you know, other people. Maybe I'm the the minority in that, but, I mean, you look at... All right, so Josh Allen has 10 sacks, 73 sack, uh, total sack yardage, uh, 11 tackle for losses. I mean, how can you leave a guy that has double-digit sack numbers out? Uh, easily. How? I mean, he. I, I just think he's getting overlooked. I mean, like you said, he's on a bad team. I get that. but it's, And a smart market bad team at that. But, I mean, when a guy's performing, you can't always look at that. You got to look at what he's been doing on the field. That's what the Pro Bowl is for. All right, what were his stats again? So, uh, now i got to go back. He had 10 sacks, uh, 11 uh, tackle for losses. Trying to look. I believe he's played in every game this year, too, if I remember correctly. Um, Yeah, he's played in every game. Okay,
0: Uh, so Nick Bosa currently has has nine stats, 27 tackles, uh, one forced fumble.
1: So he had uh, nine sacks? Nine sacks. Okay, Josh Allen has ten and has twenty eight tackles, solo tackles, with eleven assisted tackles. So why is he left out and Nick is in? Better he has better stats. That's well no, I would argument.
0: agree. I would agree. I'm trying to look here. No no how many Nick, QB hits does he have? Do you know?
1: Where I gotta find that.
0: Because Nick Bosa has twenty two. Let's look.
1: I gotta look click on his name.
0: Josh I, Allen, we are not professionals here,
1: uh, one is, bit. <laughs> I don't care because
0: <laughs> because we would have had this ready by now. He well, has, I don't think we
1: we thought this conversation was going to go this no, way. No, we
0: didn't. He has oh, but uh, so how many, how many how many force fumbles did Bosa have? One. Yes, he Josh Allen has two. Two. All right. How many QB I, I lost QB hits? So I don't know where Josh Allen's QB hits are at.
1: I mean, it's I just, just saw him. I don't know where you're finding QB hits at unless I would check. Oh, it. QB hits
0: 19. Meaning I, Nick Nick Buss gets to the quarterback more than
1: what? okay, he gets to the quarterback more, but also he had, Josh Allen finishes the job more and he has more tackles and more forced fumbles. So He's got when you have he's one He's
0: got one more sack. He's got one more forced fumble and how many how many tackles?
1: He has 39. Total, uh, twenty-eight solo. 28 and solo. So he has 11. one more
0: solo tackle than Nick Bosa. So if you want to compare stat-wise, if you look at him, Josh Allen only has a combined total of three stats better, by one point. So that's what I'm saying, three. Yeah. So he's got one one tackle, solo tackle better. He's got one forced fumble better and one sack, compared to. Josh Allen has nineteen QB hits, against Nick Bosa's. What I say, twenty-two. So
1: three in total different. so they're so they're even. So why is so my question is this, and maybe this is just a Jaguar Homer in me, but why, so, <laughs> what? I can see unique in Guyquait not being there because he's just now starting to look like himself after you know recovering from his injury. but the fact that Nick Bosa's looked to be this awesome guy, like unstoppable force and you look at Josh Allen, who's practically doing the same thing, but one gets so much more media attention at some point you gotta leave the name Bosa out of it. And look at the overall production. I was, about say, on the line. I was about to
0: ask you who 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 is in the running and who pretty much has the defensive rookie of the year locked up.
1: Nick Bosa, exactly. But I think that's because of the last name and where he was drafted. And I mean, you can't sit there and convince me one thousand percent otherwise that he's that much better than Josh Allen.
0: And I'm not you going can't.
1: to. And I'm not going to. And that, that's for the people out there. I know you aren't going to. I know, but other listeners are probably going to bring it up. I think the pro bowl uh, the,
0: Okay, so the other question is is who has a bigger impact? Who has had a bigger impact on his on his team? And that's another thing to look at too. I think And I think Nick Bosa definitely has had more of an impact. I think it's about the same. Cuz even though he's not getting to the quarterback even though he's not even though he doesn't have as many hits or tackles or uh, sacks, he he still has a, a huge impact on the game because if he doesn't get there somebody else is going to get there from his team. He 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 disrupts so many plays that in my opinion that's what makes him better than what Josh Allen is.
1: I mean, Josh Allen gets there, but the problem is Jaguars defense has been so bad, no yeah. one else cleans up the mess right. and they just break off for 75 yards. Right. I see where you're coming from and like I said, I'm not trying to take anything from Nick Bosa. He right, is no. really good. And, but I'm just I don't like how when it comes to the awards and the Pro Bowl that people look at small market teams. Or teams that are struggling and they just overlook all the guys that are actually doing good things.
0: Well, and I, the, the one way to argue that is look at Offensive Rookie of the Year. For, I'd, I'd say, through the first 10 games of the season, it looked like Josh Jackson was Josh, going to win. Josh Jacobs? Yeah, sorry. Josh Jacobs was going to win it. But now he, he fell off, got hurt, and now it looks like Kyler Murray's probably going to win it because he stays consistent. He, right. I, I saw a stat the other day. Kyler Murray is the only starting quarterback to have not lost a fumble. Well, and now that I say that, he's gonna end up losing one today.
1: <laughs> and, and I want to say I was the I was the guy that was wanting Josh Jacobs to win the Rookie of the Year award, and I award was too, even over Kyler uh, because. And then he tried to come back way too early last week in Jacksonville and didn't look like himself. But Kyler Murray has been he's been consistently getting better. He has been, which so, is which is great, right? And I, and that's a team a year ago that had nothing going for him on offense, and all of a sudden. Now they look like a pretty good team. So you talked about
0: uh, Clayus Campbell being the only jaguar. The Cardinals have two guys: uh, Buda Baker, free safety, and uh, outside linebacker Chandler Jones. In my opinion, Chandler Jones is the most over, or I'm sorry, most underrated player in the NFL. The guy consistently leads the league. I'm not going to say he leads the league in stats or sacks, but since 20, was it 2015? Since 2015, when he became a member of the Cardinals. He has led the league in sacks with, I think, fifty-six. Right. So uh, he's just constantly being overlooked, in my opinion.
1: And I would agree with you there.
0: So he's he's a starter. Budabaker's Baker's a starter. Um, and then Clay's Campbell is not. He's a, he's a backup. Um, and then looking for Pat's sake, Pat, our producer. In with us again this week. Uh, for the Browns, they have Nick Chubb, who was a starter, and Jarvis Landry as a backup.
1: Yeah, and, and they deserve to be Which there. Which they, they definitely deserve to be there. As much as a mess the Browns are right now and a lot of questions that have are going to be occurring in the offseason, those are the two bright spots of that organization. And I'm
0: glad you brought up what's going to happen in the offseason because right before we started, maybe even a little after we started, I got a notification on my phone reading, uh, the Browns could be poised to make big changes pending the results of the final two games of the year. Uh, the ownership is continuing continuing to assess the performance of the staff if the Haslams do opt out of uh, Fardy Kitchen's contract. One guy they could target, Urban Meyer. Do we think Urban Meyer no. could become the next Browns head coach? No. You
1: don't think so? If Urban Meyer is going pro, he's going to the Cowboys.
0: And so it says here Jimmy Haslam has a very strong bond
1: with Meyer. Well, considering Urban Meyer's already said his dream job would be the Cowboys and Jerry Jones will pay him a lot more than what Cleveland can pay him.
0: But Cowboys job is not open yet. Do you think It's you, going to be open. You kidding me? Do you think Do you think Jason Garrett's going to keep his job after all this nonsense? Do you think that the Cowboys are going to fire Jason Garrett if they make the playoffs? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. I do not. Oh, so making the playoffs 7-9, all of a sudden, going to keep Jerry Jones happy? I think it would, because Jerry Jones is that just that senile. Pat agrees with me. Thank you, Pat.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to call him senile. I think he just... He's a great... He's one of the best football... Here's the thing. Best, Let me got, ask you this. He's got one of the best minds
0: in football history...
1: But yet, he's still. I wouldn't the say he had the greatest minds. He got rid of Jimmy Johnson because he couldn't play nice. Let me tell you something. Let me put you in Jerry Jones' shoes. Okay. Okay. You're Jerry Jones. You're but seven. But I'm not nine. senile. <laughs> You're Jerry Jones. You make the playoffs seven and nine with they're, the roster you have. No, Is that no, good they, they, will, they
0: will not make the playoffs seven and nine. They they're going to win the division. But they're not going to be seven and nine because We're they play be eight and eight. They play Philadelphia. Okay. Who they're They're
1: both seven win teams. Okay, so let's say they make it eight and eight. Okay, because I'm looking at it now they will. No, they're both seven wins, so eight and eight. They can win the division eight and eight, or yeah. even nine and seven. Yeah. Nine and seven ain't shabby, but eight and eight. Right. You are you happy with that? Let's say you make the playoffs and get eliminated first round, which very well could happen.
0: Yeah, if they, especially because the, they're, they're going to the, the roster. You just paid Seattle Zeke, or San Fran.
1: You just paid Zeke that big money. You have an offense with Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, and Zeke, all three together, a pretty good offensive line. Your defense isn't half bad. And you're 8-8, eight and eight, possibly 9-7, and, seven and eliminate, uh, hypothetically eliminating the first round. Are you happy with that as, a, as Jerry Jones? Well, no. Then why? Is, if their coach, Jason Garrett, cannot take that team and win football games beyond the first round of the playoffs and compete for a championship, like Jerry Jones has vocally said that needs to happen... How far did they make it last year? I think they won their first game they were done after the divisional round. I
0: think they made it to the NFC Championship game. I want to say they made it to Here. the NFC Championship game. Pat, do you remember?
1: Here, I'm looking it up now. I
0: can't, I can't remember.
1: I don't think they made it to the championship remember. game. It was the because the NFC Championship game was Rams.
0: It was Rams Saints wasn't it because we had the controversy. Saints.
1: Yeah, so they didn't even make it they didn't make it past the divisional round.
0: Well, so you look at last year, I brought up last year for a reason is their offense wasn't the reason that they made it last year. It was the defense. That defense was so unpredictable. And look at who's been out for the past few weeks for the Cowboys. Van Esch on the
1: defense. And that's a key contributor con- That is a big. Is a, he's, a,
0: he, he's a big key contributor considering he was
1: a first-rounder last year, so, two years ago. Hypothetic. Let me ask you this. Who has more of a chance to make a coaching change? The Browns or the Cowboys?
0: The Browns. Especially after what Freddie Kitchen said last week.
1: That he don't care about his future.
0: That he don't care about the look, future.
1: I, here's the thing. If... If the Browns are going to make a head – I agree the Browns should change coaches. You and I are agreeing there. We all agree about that. But if they're going to make a change, at this point you cannot go with a guy who has never coached a down in NFL. I,
0: you you know, Well, you can't necessarily say that because even though the Cardinals are a four-win team right now, they're looking up. So as a Cardinals fan, though, did you expect
1: a lot of this year? Yeah. I expected a lot of this this year. Honestly, I did. I didn't. I didn't, no, no no. What I mean is, did you expect a lot of success going in this year?
0: Oh no, definitely not.
1: That's the difference. The Browns want success now. The Cardinals are being patient. You as a fan base are being patient. Understand realistically that it's a building process. The Browns and the Browns fan base was predicting a Super Bowl this year after winning five I games last year. I think a lot of people year. were, <laughs> but th- that's <laughs> the difference. So, you see were. what I'm saying though? The difference. Yeah, no, is there. I do. I do. And, and with Urban Meyer is he's never. Could he be a good head coach in the NFL? Possibly. But are you, with the money that he's – you're probably going to have to pay him to come to the NFL.
0: Okay, so then you can you
1: can flip the, flip the roles.
0: Do you think that the Cowboys or even I saw in the report the Redskins could be up for debate because they have Haskins as a coach – or I'm sorry, as a quarterback. Um, do you think those guys would target Urban Meyer even though he hasn't played in the NFL? To where Jerry Jones wants to win now?
1: I think he would. I don't think he would. But if if I was in the shoes of the Browns with the Cowboys, when you have guys on the block like Ron Rivera and Mike McCarthy, no, I'd take I those agree. guys over. Next, I mean, Urban Meyer. I I would agree with you because those guys have been to the Super Bowl or won a Super Bowl. And if you're a Browns fan, if I was a Browns fan, I'm not. Obviously I look at, not. I look at Mike McCarthy because well, no, I would too. But here's the thing, and here's going to be the biggest question, and I don't know the answer to it. But when, when and if a new head coach comes in, will he stay with Baker Mayfield? I I don't know that. Probably. Well, it, because it, there's enough talent there. I mean, there's enough talent there, but I mean, look at Baker's stats, man. It's bad. It's real bad. And that's it's on, not Jameis Winston bad, but it's bad. And that's all on what? Coaching. It could be, uh, well, but I'm going to hold I'm you there, because Baker not, Mayfield I'm, wanted Freddie Kitchens, so he must have been thinking he was getting co- 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 uh, coached pretty well, and now he's having an awful did year. Did Freddie Kitchens call the plays last year? No. A lot of Hugh Jackson.
0: No, after Hugh Jackson left. After Hugh Jackson left, and Greg Williams became the the, the coach. Greg Williams didn't
1: call the plays. He was didn't, a defensive guy. Didn't he still call plays, though? Not offensively, I don't think. He's a defensive coach. Why would he call offensive plays? I,
0: Again, as as a head coach, you have the final say on play calls. Well, right. But so how many times did he override what Freddie Kitchens wanted to do? We will never know. That's only, we, we won't that's know. what
1: That's in the Browns coaching staff. Right. But, I mean, at some point, dude, you got to look at Baker Mayfield, and if you're a new coach – you got to see if that's the guy you want to roll with, especially in the next couple couple years. If, if John Dorsey endorses
0: Baker Mayfield, then he's a good quarterback. Because
1: look at who he's
0: drafted in the past. Look I at think, who he's scouted in the past. Guys well, like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes.
1: I don't know, dude. I think you, coach, right now is coaches his... want their guy. Right now, there's a select few that will make it work. Look at the example in Baltimore. Um, they revolve their offense around Lamar Jackson, right? But Baker Mayfield is no Lamar Jackson. No. So. Not yet,
0: anyway. I don't think he will be. He very well could be with the right coach. With
1: I don't the right know. coach, he very well could be. I don't know. I, I mean, if it, right now, if I had to put money on it, I'm going to say no. I think he's going to be a backup in a couple years. But that that, that could change next well, year. Well, I'd or be willing there.
0: to say that he, he 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 would do better than Lamar Jackson. Because once teams can figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson,
1: there's nothing he can do. The window for the Browns is closing. As soon as it opened, it closed. Because there's too many guys that's going to want too much money. They're not going to be able to keep everybody. You can't tell me in a world they're going to keep Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and Baker Mayfield all in the same contract. Oh, on top of the Miles Garrett that's coming up.
0: No, they're not going to be able to.
1: So they're not going to be able to keep all these guys.
0: No, they won't, but that's what you trade them for, and you get draft picks and draft so other who, receivers. So you
1: trading. Odell. No, I don't think the team's going to want that contract, especially with the production he's been having.
0: A, a team will want him. It's not like he's 37. He still has plenty of time ahead of him. I he's think, only, what, 26, 27?
1: I think Maybe Jarvis, that. I think Jarvis has more trade value, but I, I'm not I, saying. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I don't trade Jarvis Landry, but I mean, no, I, no, no, I think, think he has he, more trade value, though. I, don't I think, think he does. I think he does. Yeah, he's, he's definitely been in, a, he, in this season, he's been on head over heels better than. And, Odell. You wanna, and, and
0: why? Because he has experience with Baker. He and Baker clicked so many times last year that they just picked it up right where they left off this year. It ta- it ta- it's obviously taking Odell longer to do it, and it doesn't help when the coach wants to call plays. And he tells his quarterback, hey, don't throw it to Odell if he's covered. So,
1: they, the Browns play the Ravens today. Right. Okay. And Cleveland. And Cleveland. But Baltimore, they clinch, uh, I think they clinched a bye week if they win today. Um, yeah. They clinch a, bye, a top two seed. Yes. Home field advantage. They have a lot to play for.
0: If they win, I think they uh, I think they clinch first first seed if they win.
1: I don't think so. I think because the New England won last night. I don't know. If, but uh, did
0: they beat New England? Yes. So they would have they if they win today they clinch they clinch
1: okay so the-
0: if they win today they clinch the number one seed because they beat because right now that, oh
1: man Ravens are twelve and two right yeah, they're playing some good
0: and, and and Patriots are what thirteen and two now because they played yeah. yesterday
1: yeah well, so and,
0: and- if the if the Ravens well no I guess not because if the Ravens lose next week and the Patriots win next week okay the- so.
1: Here's the thing. I, I, think, they the, would have I eaten, think the Browns they would are losing mean, this no week. Uh, I think that's... You think the Browns are what? Losing this week. Well, I don't think they're going to go and beat Baltimore. I think Baltimore has too much to play for. No, I agree. Um,
0: well, there's still, there is a 1% chance that the Browns get in. Is it going to happen? No. No, it ain't going to happen. But they still have to play like it, it is going to happen. And
1: I'm not even convinced they're going to beat Cincinnati in two weeks. No, I am. Cincinnati's not good. They came into Cleveland a couple weeks ago and actually had a chance to win the football game. Well, yeah, but they're bad. If they if they're they can, bad, but they came up to Cleveland and still played a chance to win the football game. But they're bad. That's why
0: they didn't win. If they can, they're bad because if they Andy say,
1: threw to a goal post instead of a receiver in the back
0: of the end zone. I saw that. I, I, I remember watching that one. And they got and a intentional
1: laugh. grounding for it and acted like he didn't know what was going on. I I laughed at him for that one. Uh, yeah, it's I, hard. I, I, did, I mean, I did laugh at him for that. Here's one. the thing. But, I, it, it's I can see a scenario where the. Excuse me. I can see a scenario where the the uh, uh, Browns go into the next two weeks, and then there is going to be a coaching change. But I think there should be a coaching change even if they win the next two weeks.
0: Honestly, be- I thought that they, they, they should have fired Kitchens after what he said last week. Yeah, if you you have a guy up
1: there, and to a say, lot of, and a lot of Browns fans <laughs> did too. You can't go up on the podium and say you don't care about your future. I mean, come on.
0: You're yeah. just focused on the next game. Which, I get it, sure, but you also you also have to be worried about the future because if you don't do well, then you're not going to have a future with this organization. I mean, I'll, I mean. So he's pretty much saying he doesn't care if he gets fired or not. He's just focused on winning games right now.
1: I mean, trust me, I've been a fan base that hit their head coach. has to go up to the podium and say that every week in the, well, in the yeah. Jaguars. Well, yeah. But at least he says he's, he's aware of what's going on. He knows people are unhappy. You know, right. he at least acknowledges right. the situation. Freddie Kitchens is like, I don't care. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not worried about my future. I'm, as long as my key card works, I'm going to... Come on, dude. I mean... That's just... That's not smart of him to I mean, say. I mean, he knows his job's on the line. I mean, come on. But I, I think... Here's the thing with Freddie Kitchens. I'm going to take his side. He I think... Is his play calling awful? Yes. Yes. However, I think a lot of this is the Browns fans over-hyping their team and realize they overhyped them now, made themselves look well, yeah. kinda dumb in the off season, and now well, they're yeah. trying to put the blame on somebody and it turns out to be Freddie Kitchens. That's what I thought. Well are
0: I, you not gonna blame the coach or so or somebody like the quarterback if you're
1: well,
0: ba- if you're not a good team? I mean on paper they they if are I the, knew that some, on paper they are the best team. On paper no. they are compared to what they did last year and again I'm going back to the beginning of the season, before the season started, on paper they are the best team. Beginning of the season, nobody saw the 49ers doing this, what they're doing. Nobody. Even I, 49er fans were going. Were like, okay, we'll go 8-8. Eight and eight. Nobody saw them fighting for the number 1 seed against the Seahawks
1: but, next but, week. But that, I'm going to point it out. You just said that they expect to go 8-8, eight and eight and now they're doing well. That's different when you're expecting a Super Bowl and turn out to be going into this week 6-8. and eight. There's a difference there.
0: And I agree, but again, I'm going back to beginning of the season. I'm not focused on – look at beginning of the season. On paper, the Browns were the best team compared to what they had last year. Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Jefferson Landry, a defense that was mediocre, that was somewhat mediocre has done better this year. Obviously, without Miles Garrett, now they're not doing so well. And then you add Odell, you can't tell me that that's not the best-looking roster. That's not the best team on paper.
1: I I, I went in the year saying it wasn't. I knew the Browns weren't going to be a good football team. And the reason I said that at the time was because you have a lot of new components and they had to gel together. And that was the, your argument with Odell. But I think now it's beyond that. I think now it's, okay, well, we have a quarterback that is, likes to turn the ball over. We have, you know, there's a lot of different things. It's not all on Baker. It's not all on Freddie. Though. There's a lot of different things that go into that but it's i i would say it's mainly on Friday kitchens and you can you can make an argument for that i'm not saying that but also i mean
0: Again, again, the argument to go back from last week is what is his mindset after saying he doesn't care about the future? Well, and that, But that's a, that's, that's the, understandable, and that's a, that's a reason to be upset That's at him. the biggest argument that but Browns fans you, are making is because that he obviously doesn't care about his future, so why should we still keep him? Why should we let him care about this game today or well,
1: ga- the and, game next week? There is no reason to care. The only thing exactly, Browns fans that, should that, care that, is because they have the, a 1% chance to
0: make the playoffs. And that's what I'm that's, talking about and and why it's, it's Freddie Kitchens' fault that the Browns haven't done well this year. I his mean, play calling is not good. His play calling there are so is many inconsistent games that they could have, There are so many games they could have won. Looking at the Rams game specifically. Sorry, excuse me. If you look at the 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 brown or the Rams game specifically, he calls for a draw play on what? Fourth and five? Fourth and ten? That's, no. Well, you, but Inside the red zone, that's a no. That's a big no-no. And considering on first, second, and third down, what did he do? Pass the ball,
1: which I don't get why. I mean, if I had a quarterback, I mean, that's to, what I'm talking about. I'm not really it's trying to dog Baker kitchens. here, but if I have a quarterback that likes to turn the ball over and likes to throw it down the field, but I have a running back that you know really can run the football really well, and I'm I feel confident in getting four yards of carry with him. Uh, Baker, sorry, buddy, uh, I'm gonna hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and get four yards every time. Exactly, and, that, and, that's, a, that's, not, and again, that's that's not again that's not a dog on Baker. Play that's a dog on play, play calling. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you got to. I mean, I believe in the philosophy of this. You run to set up the pass. You don't exactly. pass to set up the run. Exactly. Because more oftentimes than not, you're going to get more, and that's kind of what the Ravens do. Look what the Raven. I mean, they do it in more finesse, but that's what they do. They they right. run the ball really well with Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson. Well, and that's what the and Cardinals then,
0: did for the longest time until they got Kenyon Drake, because they couldn't run the ball effectively with with David with David Johnson. I should say
1: they did well with. Uh, Chase Edmonds. Hey, I tell you what, that Kenyon Drake trade might be the, the acquisition of the year. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I would agree so, yeah. I mean, he came in, and his first game, I think, he had 100 yards. Like, his, immediately. His
0: first run with the Cardinals was his longest run of the season. Right. And it was against a Ford a niners defense that has been touted as so great. He just got his first win last week. Yeah. Because he was with Miami, who didn't have any wins, comes into Arizona... And they didn't win up until last week with him, right? So he with and he he had four touchdowns last week against the Browns. Yeah. Stop that! No, Pat. I'm sorry, but it, it has to happen. I'm just reporting facts here. Don't I'm get just mad reporting at me. facts. Anyway, we need to move on. Yeah, James, we need to move on. We've, on we've got about 15 minutes left, and we have a uh, big spot to talk about for James. Good old Tom Coughlin has been fired. Yeah. From Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. Um. It had to happen. I agree. Um, it should have happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, even before all the news broke out with the, the grievances and all that, it should have happened before then. No, it, um, it
0: should have. And, and I agree.
1: I think the grievances, I mean, no matter what the uh, the Jaguars office says, I think that sped up the process of firing him. Because in the statement Shad Khan released, it did say that his plans were to finish off the season and then make the move afterwards. Right. He already did, He already right. had the decision made. Right. So my thing is this. If you, it's not like you're making a change on the coaching staff. So why not make the move when you already had your mind made up? Maybe I'm not a businessman. I'm not a billionaire. I'm not as smart as Shad Khan. I'm going to acknowledge I'm sure
0: that. he wanted to see where things were going to go. He already had his mind made up. And I get that, but I'm sure he wanted to... Well, okay, let's talk about the report that came up this morning.
1: Oh, that there was going to be no... That, that there that, could
0: <laughs> be no... Depending on these last two weeks, there could be no other changes other than the Tom Coughlin firing. So i think with what happened last week and and leading and like we talked about luke's weeks leading up he wanted to see what was going to change and nothing changed from tom coughlin and he's he decided that he needed to go now
1: right and he needed to go immediately i agree with that and as much as i love tom coughlin as the coach as vp he was not good no um and that's what. And my, a quick message to Jags fans, whoever's listening, is, you got to separate the two, because it's going to happen. Tom Coughlin's going to be in the Ring of Honor in Jacksonville. Yep. And people are not going to like it because of what the, the latest run was. But if it wasn't for Tom Coughlin, J- Jacksonville would not be on the map. No problem. Because not. Tom Coughlin led us to four straight playoff appearances in our first five years. Right. Tom Coughlin did let us lead us to a fourteen and two regular season and an AFC Championship berth. So people need to understand that Tom Coughlin is the heart and, is part of the heart and soul of this franchise um just like Tony Baselli, just like Jimmy Smith just like Fred Taylor Keenan McCarta Maurice Jones-Drew I'm not going to say and list at all you probably could but I could but I'm not I going to I thought you were going save. to for a second well I'm just I had to list a couple names just right, to, right, to make an point. right um but not to okay so I can see why he's going to going to wait the next 2 weeks to see what happens with the coaching staff because as much as the fan base is not liking Doug Marone right now, Doug Marone was handed a bad card this year. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, was handed a bad card. The Ramsey situations, which people would say it was because of Coughlin. Then you have the whole, oh, Nick Foles collarbone breaks. Now you have a guy, you know, and you can argue that he made the wrong choice putting Foles back in.
0: I think a lot of people wouldn't.
1: Well, hindsight twenty twenty, yes. yes. But I I told you in Indianapolis they made the when the first game folds us back that he they were making a bad move. And they did. And they were awful. Um so my I don't know. If they win the next two, they go seven and nine. It's not a terrible year, but it's not a year that we were wanting. At some point you gotta look and say, Is Doug Marone really the guy? I mean, the players love Doug Marone. They do. So They do. I think that's gonna be the biggest thing in his favor. And the problem with that is, okay. Well, you're not going to fire the GM and a GM come in and say, I don't want Doug Maroon. So, you really got to keep both. Right. So, I can see a scenario where that happens. But, I mean, if you're going to do a clean sweep, you got to do it. I mean, you got to do a clean sweep now. But, I don't know. Let's see. Let's ask me this question in two weeks.
0: Okay. All right. So, uh, I do have one thing that I heard on the radio this week. Um, Apparently, the NFL Players Association told free agents that if they didn't want to be fined for ridiculous reasons... Don't sign with Jaguars because Tom Conflin will do just that. And he did just that. He this did year. just
1: that. And that, okay, so that came out the day of the grievances. And I think that the yes. very next day, Tom Coughlin was relieved yes. of his duties. Yes. Uh, so not only does Coughlin being fired get him out of the building, but now it says, look, we got rid of the problem. Or we think the problem is. Well, it is the problem. I mean, that, well, Tom Conflin. He,
0: he, yes, he, he's, he was a problem. But could there be more problems that we need to
1: look at and get rid of for next year? Here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Tom Coughlin, if I had to speculate, 85 to 90% of the problem. Oh, well, I'm sure. You know why? Because Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell didn't make any decisions. They had to go to Tom Coughlin to make the decisions. Right. So Tom Coughlin right. made—John Khan didn't make any decisions— Tom Coughlin made the football decisions. That's what yeah. his job was yeah. there for. And the fact that he's the one that find these players, that's a problem.
0: Exactly. I, I, I also uh, heard earlier this week that there were some players that got into the Jags locker room and that the clocks had been turned forward five minutes yeah. because Tom Coughlin had turned them back wow. five minutes. And so a lot of them thought they were late for meetings because they had changed them forward.
1: Tom Coughlin, this is even when it's first hit with the Jaguars in the '90s. I mean, I if you read the book uh, "Jags to Riches" by John Osner and um, Mike Di- DiRico, I think is the name. That's a book made in '96. Go look it up. Uh, they even talk about how the Tom Coughlin was a firm believer of if you're not five minutes early, you're late. So that does not surprise me. The clocks were turned back five minutes in that in that building. Right. But I mean, it, it's just. I think what the the, the theory behind the statement that came out this morning was that that could be the major change and that's it is, okay, well, if the players were not happy with how the organization was ran and how they were getting fined and how Tom Coughlin was trying to discipline, maybe that will translate into a breath of fresh air of getting rid of them and seeing if they produce better quality on the field. Right. Right. And if it does, then... I don't know if they go out seven and nine and they beat the Falcons and they beat the Colts and on a three-game winning streak and their offense looks like they did in the second half. I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. One That's problem that two
0: weeks. One problem that the Jaguars have had this season, which will get better over time, is uh, or at least we, we would hope would get over better with overtime, um, is the constant fumbles from Gardner Minshew. Now those will yes. get better once you get better offensive linemen and he learns the game, studies the game a little bit better because right. I had him on my fantasy team as a backup right. and I would look at his stats every week and it seemed like every week he would have two fumbles and at least one of them got lost, if not both.
1: And i would to make an argument that... that- I agree with you. That was the biggest flaw of Gardner Minshew. Before we even started up this show, I you and I talked about that many times. That was the biggest flaw of yeah. his. Yeah. Um however, since he's been back in the starting role, um, at least last week, he has I don't think he fumbled once last week.
0: I don't um, remember. And it's, and a lot I of it, it looks
1: like he needs to be he needs to get comfortable with the game. And I and think he does. And it's a rookie, he's a six round rookie. People right don't kind of forget right. about that. Right. Um, but what I'm gonna say is Gardner Minshew in that last drive of the game. Games on the line, the, they're down. The, last game in the Oakland Coliseum, and emotions are running high. The crowd's loud, and that, how he conducted that drive. I mean, that, that that looked like a veteran more so than a rookie. And man, I mean, Gardner Minshew, and, and I think he Jags fans. I mean, the, the, they they think he's an MVP, but that's because he's exciting to watch. In the last decade of Jaguars football, I mean, how many years have we had exciting people to watch? And he brings that for the first
0: time in forever, it seems like. I say, well, you had, uh, when you brought in Fournette, and he seemed like he was going to do really well, and he just kind of fallen in the middle of the pack of running backs.
1: Fournette, I will say this about Fournette, is, you know, I gave him a lot of crap last year. Um, you given him a lot of crap this year, too. I'm forgiving him. I apologized in my head, and... Well, so I, you
0: apologize in your head. You didn't apologize to about it to me because uh, <laughs> I didn't. I, did if you like hadn't, I wouldn't have known about it.
1: I did not like Fournette about the first five weeks of the year, but then I took a step back. I'm like, man, he's getting hit before the line of scrimmage. Now, my biggest thing about Fournette is is he is a bi- he's a bigger back. He's a power back. He needs to learn to go more north and south. He he but, does run a lot of east and west. But that's my only complaint right now. And and I can't really put a lot of on him because I mean when you're getting hit in the backfield, it's kind of hard to do anything. Um, but I think is he has grown more matured this season than you saw last season from right. the last home last game last year when him and T J Yelding are are sitting on the bench, you know, acting like they don't care about the and game goofing and stuff, off and whatnot goofing yeah. off, which she was fined for wrongfully. Um, no matter how upset you are about the guy, you can't find him for that. Um, right. To now, I mean, it's a different person right now. In twenty, uh, December twenty second, twenty nineteen, you had to build with Leonard Fournette and the Jaguars franchise, and that's a lot coming yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, he just he's one of the guys that provide a fresh air. It's like DJ Chark this year, Gardner Minshew. Which I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens.
0: All right, we've got just a few minutes left, and we have one segment left. But there's one question I want to ask you real quick. It came out this morning. Maybe even late last night. Apparently, Tony Khan is going to have an increased role with Jaguars. Do you think he could become what Coughlin was? Um, no, no.
1: Um, is Tony Khan even? Does, I mean, I don't know. His, has, does he have any football background? I'm not sure. That's my thing. I think, and then, but and, but you got to look at it this way. Here's the thing:
0: most, most GMs do yes, but with this family. With the Khan family and what we've seen them do with uh, in, in professional wrestling um, with uh, All Elite Wrestling, Tony Khan runs that. He is the president of All Elite Wrestling and he's done fairly well with them. Do you think that his dad, Shod, might take a shot on him being the GM for next season? No. Even though Tony no. Khan had nothing to
1: do with wrestling no. No. previously. No. To- totally different. Totally different. You think so? When you have guys you bring in and make them an executive role, role um, so wrestling, you and I are wrestling fans. Right. Cody Rhodes. Yep. Uh, Kenny Omega, Brandi Rhodes, Dustin yep. Rhodes, Chris Jericho. You have a lot of guys that right. are familiar with wrestling and how things roll. They have, a, and It's known that they have a lot of hands-on stuff when it comes to that side. Right. Okay, that's helping Tony Khan. Yes. understand the wrestling business better, along with his business intellect. Well, okay, so how but long you can't do that in the NFL? You, you're the guy. You can't go to the locker room long, and say, how, "Should I do this?"
0: How long has well, he's he's been the uh, senior vice president of football something, te, football technologies? Maybe he's he's been working in football since his dad owned the team. Oh yeah, and he's been side by side with Tom Coughlin until now. And he's 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 surrounded with guys that know football.
1: So you don't think that he might be pushed into no, that position? No, no, because here's the thing: you so what you what let, you, them, what let you... him break the news that Tony Khan, who has no football background, is the new GM of the Jaguars. Let that happen, because guess what? Jaguar fans want to win now, and they're tired of the product we're seeing on the field. We're tired of the crap of being happy with seven and nine, eight and eight, five and eleven. We're tired of it, and look at the stadium that's going to be empty next home next home game on Duval Appreciation Day. I guarantee it's... Fifty thousand people are there. It's gonna be empty. <laughs> Duval Appreciation Day. I doubt it will be
0: that empty, but it's gonna be empty. Look at the La- 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 Chargers game. It was empty. Well, because no one cares about that game. No one. That that was a game that. Why was should we just care like, about this
1: game? Why should we care about this game? Because it's Duval Appreciation. Oh, Duval Appreciation. Appreciate us by putting a winning product on the field. <laughs> I mean, come on. I love. Look, I love Shot I love him as the owner. No, no offense to his son, but he has too much going on with all elite wrestling. If you're going to do one or the other, do one or the other. I'm sorry. You can't do both. So what do you think he's going to end up doing? He, well, he already has a wrestling promotion that's not even a year old yet.
0: No, no, I'm talking because it came out saying that he is going to have an increased role with the Jaguars. It ain't going to be you,
1: GM. It ain't going to be what Tom Collins What Coffin do you think was? he's going
0: to do? What could he possibly do? What <laughs> what what else has opened up that he could possibly Nothing
1: do? Nothing my, my knowledge. And I mean, where did you read this report at?
0: Uh, actually, it was wrestlezone.com.
1: Oh, yeah, don't believe wrestlezone.com.
0: They are really accurate.
1: When did they start talking about NFL? Well, when NFL has to go hand in hand with. Look, I'm a fan of Zone. I, I will. I look at them every day. But let me tell you something. I listen to more Jaguar media than they ever will think of. And there ain't. I have not heard one single bit of Tony Khan becoming any major role.
0: Okay. Well, and nothing
1: look. in Jacksonville has. And, and where do they get this information from? Shad Khan? Shad Khan's quiet about all things. I've got no idea. I mean, we were just on the worst losing streak in since 1986 in NFL and the worst losing streak in Jaguar history, especially since Khan's owned the team. And we're and this is the first time we've heard from Shad Khan was the firing of Tom Coughlin.
0: Okay, so right here from Ringside News as well, Tony Khan expected to take on a
1: larger role in Jacksonville. And where are where they get the information from? Uh, let's see if it says real quick. Because I know for... I can't say for a fact, but if I know... But if, the...
0: if, if two...
1: If two... Albert Breer, from NFL, a senior NFL reporter...
0: Yeah, says that he's expected to take on a larger role with Jacksonville Jaguars moving forward. It is noted that this might change how the ongoing role with all elite wrestling is right now. So, uh, the tweet from him says, one thing to add to my Jaguar story at Tony Khan becomes a name to watch as
1: they plan for the future. Maybe it's like player recruiting, player development. I don't know. I, don't, I, I My my argument is, didn't the Browns try something like this a couple years ago? I don't where know. Where they tried to use an analytic guy and it failed miserably? Yeah, they did. I do remember you, that. So, this says no offense to Tony Khan. I love the cons. They've done so much for the city of Jacksonville. But, you come on. It's
0: a great thing this is recorded because... If he does happen to be GM and he does really well, I'm going to pull this up and prove James wrong. Well, then I'll admit I'm wrong. I am usually admit when I'm wrong. I want but you, if, let we, me tell we, you something. if we ever meet Tony Khan, I want you to get down and kiss his foot. No. <laughs> no.
1: Yes. No. Because let me tell you something. Because I just want to see you wrong. I'll, no. Don't kiss Pat's foot. No. Look, Tony Khan, if he, I just, here's the thing with that is, does he has a, a a wrestling company to run. You can't do both. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't know how you would do both. And the
0: the article said that it may change. His I don't his know, man. his I, I mean, his, you,
1: his run with all elite wrestling may change. Well, if you want to learn, all right. So shameless plug here. If you want to learn our wrestling background, tune in our wrestling show. But Jaguar wise,
0: well, you got to plug the name too. It's Wrestling, wrestling News C- Central. Wrestling News Central.
1: Almost forgot the name.
0: Uh, we l- we, l- we record right after this, right. so
1: let me tell you something. Right now, and and this morning of December twenty second, twenty nineteen, I do not want Tony Khan as the new GM. Okay. I think the GM. That's, and here's the funny. thing, and it's not even much to do with Tony Khan. I, mainly, is because Dave Caldwell has not really been a GM because he had to report everything to Tom Coughlin. Let's see what Dave Caldwell can do if you choose to keep Dave Caldwell. Let's see what he can do. But if you bring in another guy, bring in a guy that has football background, football that's been a successful GM in the league. And let's go with that. I mean, we we can't just push people in this position and hope for the best. I mean, you have the pieces in this team that you can build around and build a a winning franchise in this city. Let's quit messing around. I mean, the fans have had enough. And I think Chad Khan realizes that. They've had enough of this product.
0: All right, well, we have hit the hour mark, and we have one segment left. Do you want to do it or do you want to save it for next week?
1: Uh, let's do it, but shortened version All one right, we'll question.
0: Go one question? One question. Oh, then i got to pick a good one.
1: All right, I got one. And this segment is called Agree or Disagree. Agree, disagree. Uh, we both picked questions to ask each other. Uh, Rayson has a question for me. I have a question for him. And we're just going to say if we agree with the statement or disagree with the statement. And it's a little bit of reasoning why. All right, what's your question? Is Jameis Winston officially a bust? Yes. I mean, yes. that was a pretty quick yes. Yes.
0: That's an emphatic yes. Mainly <laughs> because I don't like J.M. Winston. i
1: Jam a Sorry. I
0: had a. I was looking at my
1: phone and saw something else. You were about to say my name. I, I thought we I, were I kinda friends. I kind of was. I was looking at my I phone. I thought and, we were friends. Well, I was looking at my phone and I saw something else. We spend a lot of time in this studio together. We to... spend two hours a week. And that adds up over time.
0: And we play Xbox together. So, I mean, we, we talk not a little anymore. bit over. No, You don't
1: ever get on for trivia anymore.
0: Well, because I'm, I've am i been busy this week oh. and I'll tell you off air why. But, uh, and, and then you'll kind of feel like, uh, <laughs> you'll kind of feel like, uh, a big old jerk after I tell you why, uh, but, uh,
1: I always say, I'm sorry if I feel like a jerk and then I,
0: well, you're going to feel like a real big jerk after I tell you why. <laughs> well, we, no, you told me yesterday that, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah yesterday I did sleep most of the day, but it, it has something to do with what happened this
1: past okay. week. Okay. Well. James Winston being a bust. Yes, I would agree. He's he almost broke the thirty for thirty mark yesterday. Almost on of horseshoes and hand grenades. Well, well, I'm, no, I mean, well, I mean, bad thirty for thirty. I that's mean, what I'm saying. My goodness, dude, twenty eight interceptions. It's not good. And he had three in the first half, or two and four total.
0: Yikes! And Yikes. from what I've and I and I read that that he is that uh, Tampa Bay is planning on bringing him back next year. Uh,
1: I don't know why,
0: but I, the, he. It, He's on his last year of his rookie contract.
1: So you had to extend him or sign him again.
0: So people are thinking that it's going to be a one-year deal franchise tagged.
1: Why would you waste your franchise tag on someone that...
0: Because they don't have anybody else <laughs> to franchise tag this season. They don't. When's Mike Evans
1: due? Or is he already paid?
0: I think he got paid last year, two years ago.
1: I mean, if you don't have anyone to...
0: I guess... Worth... I, th- I That's what I read. I but... don't think they have anybody else to really
1: it's worth the franchise tag but here's my thing Jameis Winston has been in the league quite a bit this Uh, is his fifth year now fourth year I'm about to pull up the stats right now because here's the thing at this point you should already know what you have in Jameis Winston
0: and I know what they have and he's a backup
1: uh people at uh, best I mean that's
0: I guess they want to give him more time with Bruce Arians but how much more time do you need I mean that's all I've got to say
1: yeah, I mean, on that subject,
0: because if I don't, if I don't stop, I'm going to end up going on a, he a tangent. One, of, he had
1: one touchdown yesterday with four interceptions.
0: Is that now backup numbers?
1: Um, that's not even that's that's I say that's worse that's than that's backup numbers. Squad numbers. If it's you ask backup me, numbers
0: that's it's worse than
1: backup numbers. I mean, I guess if Nathan Peterman can be a backup, I mean he can be a backup.
0: Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in one so, half and still James played. James
1: Winston has been in the league since 2015, so this is now his one, two, three, four, fifth season.
0: This is his fifth season, and he is. Not okay. good.
1: So he's been the starter since day one. um, Since 2015, he's had 22 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Following year, tw- and this is all on ESPN, get my information. Got to credit them. 28, inter- 28 touchdowns with 18 interceptions. And then I'm just going to list the interceptions. 11 interceptions, only 8 more touchdowns. 14 interceptions in 2018 with only 5 more touchdowns. And then he has a whopping 28 interceptions with only 31 touchdowns. And we're not even through the year yet. We have one more game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this is
1: bad. I mean, and the thing with Jameis is what scares me from 2015, his rookie year, to now. Has he progressed or digressed? I'd say digressed. So, uh, do you already know what you have? I mean, you say you, yes. You, you would but think. Why would you want to franchise tag a guy you already have an idea on? You would think. But. That's like you know. I mean, I, I, I don't. know. I would have been like Oakland Raiders franchise tagging Jamarcus Russell. I mean, I don't. Maybe not that extent. Jamarcus Russell well, was, I mean, bad. He was Really bad. But, all right. So that's your answer. So. You agree that he's a bust. Okay.
0: And you 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 agree as well? He's oh, a
1: bust for sure. Okay. I mean. Okay. 28 interceptions. Yikes. Well, dude.
0: and it also has to be with Bruce Arians because he's more of a passing coach.
1: Then. I mean, come on, but 28 interceptions, dude. Well,
0: and that's what I'm talking
1: about. I mean, come on. That's, that's bad. What I'm ta- that's
0: what I'm talking about. All right. So bad on to my much. question because we need to wrap this up here pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think college teams need above 500 record to be considered for a bowl game?
1: No. I'd say yes. No. Say the reason yes. I say no is, I mean,. <laughs> Ford, you wouldn't. say
0: no because Miami is a six and six and they're five hundred. No, no, no,
1: I don't say no because of that. I say no because you have all these bowl games. How are you going to fill the t- the bowl games if you don't have, if you can't include those? Because and that's been... where I'm
0: going. Get rid of some bowl games. You don't no, need forty one bowl. I looked ten they're... years, uh, maybe not ten years ago, twenty years ago. What was what? it? No, it was, it was two thousand. I looked at two thousand. Do You know how many bowl games they had in two thousand? A lot. Twenty five. A lot. Yeah. How many ga- How many bowl games they have this year? Forty one. Forty one. You don't need these Tony the Tiger bowls. You don't need some of the. I, I accidentally closed out of the, the, the bowl Tiger list, bowl. but you you don't need all of these bowls that nobody cares about. I, I, Pat says money. I get it, money wise, but it's it's just too much
1: for me. Well, and and I, you know me, I agree because with,
0: like well, you know. like like I've talked about, I don't care about the Alcorn State versus North Carolina A and I I don't care Florida National versus Arkansas State. I want good games. Well, not these games that don't matter well, if, but, to anything whatsoever.
1: Well, you say they should have above five hundred, but can state just beat Utah State? They were five hundred. Okay. But I see where you're getting at. You think there's too many bowl games and you think five hundred a six and six season should not be rewarded.
0: No, because it's not a winning season. I would agree with it's you. you. It's an average season. It's a bad me. season I technically. You. There's
1: too many bowl games. But I'm also a realist here, and I know they're not going to get rid of the bowl games. And I know they're the not Lani going and to. make
0: too much money. And, and I know
1: they're not going to, but I, I I say that they have too many. And I agree with you. I, you know me. I've been saying this for years between our producer, Pat, and, and So you, you agree that teams agree. need above a 500 record? Because if you take I, I, out 500 I, I, record teams, you get rid of... In their current bowl era, no. But if I had it my way, then you would have less bowl games. And so then you would have to get rid of... Above or five hundred teams. Yes, but I'm I'm taking your question on in today's age. I, I'm gonna get to disagree because you can't fill the bowl games when you have. Because it was just a short time ago, they had to go to five and seven teams to get bowl games filled. Remember that year? It, what 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 do you think that should mean then? What it should mean is well, don't
0: play that bowl game. Like, well, no, <laughs> game. kick kick another six and six team out. No. and put the put those other teams that you need to. Well, well, so and let me say, tell you something. So let's say let's say Arkansas State was ten and three, Florida International was five and seven. You don't think that Miami should get kicked out for instead of Arkansas State? Oh yeah, exactly. That's my point. Well, and, and, you shouldn't have to point. dig for six and six teams. Look, you should
1: have to go for these point. other teams. I know your point, and I agree with your point. I told you, I agree. There's too many bowl games. You should have at least a seven and six record, a seven and five record to be bowl eligible. I get it. But if, in this day and age, your question was, do I agree in this bowl system, should they be uh, above 500? I can't say yes. because Stop they, reading would, between the lines. Just you just answer my repeat, question correctly. But you <laughs> have to read between the lines. You no, have not, to. No, you don't. Because if, if no, I didn't is. read between the lines, it's like what's saying I'm going to go to Wendy's and not order a Baconator or, or, or uh, maybe some nuggets. I I don't understand that logic
0: whatsoever. So I don't need, I, we don't, need to end it my there. My stomach just growled. <laughs> we
1: but need to no, end it there. And, and you're... And your thing, and your, ser- and no. Uh, <laughs> your question, if you read word for word, I'm going to have to say no. But I, if you're saying, let's get rid of some bowl games, seven and five, I would be on board. Six and six, I mean, why are you why are you rewarding mediocr- mediocre? Mediocrity. And that's why you have the bowl games the way you do. I'm sorry. That's why you have so many blowouts. It's, I don't know. It's unmatched. I mean, you have too many mismatched games. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: But yeah. anyway, we got it in there because we, yeah, we, we are an hour and 10 minutes in, so and, you know, we're going to try and keep it around an hour. So.
1: We, I've never denied that we didn't like to flab our gums.
0: Well, we we like to flab our gums, but <laughs> we we need to kind of keep it, <laughs> we need keep to keep it under more towards an hour.
1: But yeah, I mean, so that was a interesting conversation about Wendy's. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said- Again, over I didn't time, understand like, any of it, but- um, thank you. I just want to say thank you for listening to our tangents and uh, listen to us, flab our gums, and and uh, we're still waiting on approval when it comes to Spotify and all that. Uh, it does say it takes quite a bit of business days to get approval, um, but we are optimistic that we will get approved for those websites. And right now, we can still be found on Anchor FM and then also our Twitter page, um, which is FootballHolic6, I believe. I didn't change the Twitter name. Of course, um, you didn't. I did not. (laughs) You got lazy. It's easy to remember. (laughs) You got lazy. I got lazy. That's actually true. Anyway. I thought you were going to take over. Uh, No, no, no.
0: Well, you're the one who does the outro now Um, because
1: I did the intro. But, yeah, I'm hoping actually I'm going to create our own website, too, on WordPress. I'm still in the word. I'll think of that because arena football is coming up. Uh, That's still football. And I know Raceland doesn't like to talk about arena football a whole lot. And uh, a lot of people don't like to listen about it. So that's probably where we're going to do a lot of our arena football coverage and uh, maybe XFL time to time again. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, but it's an idea. I'm just putting the idea out there. Because XFL doesn't show up until what, February? February, Mark. and Arena Football doesn't start till April 4th. The Sharks, anyway. Um, so, yeah, that, this is just uh, ideas that we're informing you of to keep on a lookout for. Um, I'm James, and that was Raceland. and thank you for listening to Footballaholics.